I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I'm excited to be teaming up with Lexus GX and SiriusXM on some very special 99PI episodes. We're heading to some of the cities in the U.S. that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function. To learn more about the Lexus GX and SiriusXM and Lexus vehicles, visit Lexus.com slash GX and SiriusXM.com slash Lexus trial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the 99% Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. I'm a rude boy, boy, gotta get it up. Try it again. Give me a different one. Give me a different one. You want a different one? Oh, that's the one. That's the one. Okay, all right. Fine, fine, fine. Meet me below here, my mullet. Yeah. Go. You need to work, 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 work. You know you gotta work, 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 work. With our love and our hope and love. Shane Brady like a diamond. What a medley du jour for your ears because Rihanna is unstoppable. You must know, and I, I'm telling you, I want to hear your trivia. I want to see you not do, know it. That's why I want to see you not know oh, no, you how guys, many songs by uh, Rihanna you do know. I just got a text from Rihanna, and she said she's pulling her entire catalog down because of the renditions of those songs. Oh, but we <laughs> yeah, love we her love. so much. We crushed but it. we do it out of love. We killed that. We're just like, we're just like Moulin Rouge with our medley skills. <laughs> Rihanna? Or like Lady Marmalade? Mm-hmm. Uh, she uh, is someone who I was never... I, I'm. You're right. It is shocking how many songs she has made hits like, out of, right, like a diamond, and how many songs that I had no idea were hers. I was like, oh, and how many times I walked into like a department store and unknowingly absorbed a Rihanna song is is unbelievable. If you live in New York, everywhere you go, Rihanna's playing. You don't realize it. One of her many songs over her very insanely prolific career, even though she is only 32 years that old. That still blows my mind a little bit. She's Nuts. currently she's currently 32. She is 32 right now. That's so and weird. And she has been in the game since she is 15 years old. This is another one of these stories that like I how inspirational like a mariah like a prince where she just she got it she knew what she wanted and she fucking ran for it and time and time again you see it's not even necessarily that she wanted to be a singer it wasn't even just that it wasn't like a mariah where she knew she wanted to just be a singer she wanted to get out and make something of herself and so she just spritzed her her goods across the sky like a a fine mist a bit of a martha and I know that she would be very proud to hear that. I don't think, I don't know if she would. Um, she's very badass. But although, oh, Rihanna just the texted me and said that. Oh no, what does Rihanna say? She said that do not put words into her mouth. Wow. I'm sorry, Rihanna. Please don't hurt me. Oh, I'm sorry, Rihanna. She's in a bad mood today. She is. Crazy. Bad mood, Riri. <laughs> Guy, no, that's not her social media presence, Natalie. Oh. I was also gonna say that she does that amazing thing that so many great artists do, like Madonna, though she arguably is doing a little too much these days. Uh, T Swift, Beyonce, uh, they take what's going on in their life. They are constantly reinventing their image, constantly pushing it forward, constantly 
pushing more towards the art of things, but also more towards, oh, did this m you know massive event happen in my life? I'm gonna I'm gonna use it. I'm gonna turn it into my next uh, my next essentially almost character arc in pop music. And she yeah, she's, she's making lemonade out of the lemons. And no, I'm not talking about. Beyonce. Oh, you're talking about P. I thought you said Beyonce. I was like, well, that's... Wow. You said it. That's a Chan... I would never... Chan thing. I would never... Natalie said that Facebook group, not me. That's definitely a live journal blog post somewhere. But yeah, it is incredible. I was never a specifically Rihanna fan. This episode was one of those eye-openers for me. I'm in love with her music. I love her last album at most, I think. Auntie will get there. I really feel like it's truly like where pop meets art. It's really beautiful. And For sure. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And also now I'm in now I'm one of those fans that are like, Where's your next album? That was that came out like four and years ago. And she's always oh. dripping it, but it's so funny because in the only time she releases an ever an album a year. Every year since the age of what, 16 or 17? God. And then she stopped for a couple of years. And what was she doing when she stopped? Oh, oh just I'm sorry, out. building a huge like entire line of fashion and oh, beauty. Yeah. And it's like all it's like Fenty is huge. The Somebody. Fenty Savage line. I'm obsessed with Fenty. Somebody in this room is wearing her lipstick right now. I am obsessed with Fenty. And also I will say. Didn't know it was her actual last name. I didn't and either. And don't I feel a little pin a rose under my nose? I know. <laughs> is that a bad? Is that Indeed. bad? Thing I, I don't know. It might be. You is probably that a just good said thing? something like horrible from the Black Plague pin a rose era. Rose on your nose too. <laughs> That's what they did whenever somebody had scabies. It makes me think of um that that. Child, children's story about the the bull and the roses. And Remember? paint an A on her breasts as well. <laughs> yeah. While you're at no. it. A large no. A. For a lot of fun. Is that what the A stands yeah. for? A, lot a of fun. plus. A lot of fun. A lot uh, of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, I think um, to me, actually, what I was most surprised about, because I've, Rihanna's been around, um, I guess, Jackie, you said she actually calls herself Rihanna. Rihanna is, which makes me think of Rhiannon, and I know that's not what she is named no. after, but she was only, she was born in 1988, so who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I've, I've always called her Rihanna, so I apologize, Rihanna, but I've known of her because of the dance uh, scene, because her music is so impossibly danceable. Please like, don't stop the music. Please every, don't stop everything the music. Everything she puts out. Also, the, that, oh my God, the music video she does with Drake, for the oh na na what's my mm. name? Talk about dude! What an awesome fucking video that she made! I forgot why I started talking about that. I was oh, just thinking about how sexy you're it just was. thinking about Baton. <laughs> yeah, um, I get it because you know she is like one of the most ethereal people in the entire planet. She's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, I could see why you'd want to. Oh, bait. that's what it was because doing it um, makes me want to do drugs. Uh, a lot of her music makes me want to be in a small place and dancing yeah, my like life a, exactly, away. Exactly, in like a sweaty nightclub, just with lights flashing Which around Which also, in you. reality, I am way too old and in walking into an establishment like that, I go, oh, oh no, this is why I don't do this anymore. But isn't it nice to remember it in such a fun way? I feel as though if Rihanna is on, I, I would love it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I, I didn't realize that Umbrella was when I first heard of uh -huh. her because it was right after I got out of college and I moved to New York and the office I was working in, all the girls were singing it. 
and just the chorus part over and over and over again. I was just going, shut up. <laughs> it's a lot. It's definitely yeah, a lot. I was haunted by that song too. Are we all in the club that our very first experience with Rihanna was a bit uh, wrapped in existential dread a little bit because that yes. song was everywhere. Yeah. And it, it, I had no idea that was her third album. Yeah. And isn't that insane? Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> but I will, I stand behind the, the, Emotion that Umbrella is my least favorite song. <laughs> probably, I, I would probably go with that. I love, uh, I love Diamonds. I love um, Fell in Love in a Hopeless Place. Is great. Oh, so good. When Bitch Better and My Money came out. Yeah. Well, we're gonna get too much later, but I that was my anthem. Yeah. Because when you're in this business, you have to fight for every penny constantly from like 17 different sources you have to time. shake them down and and you have to make sure it's like oh no no you didn't write down my hours right uh no you actually owe me mm. double this thank mm. you go get my money you gotta be on a phone call and on hold with 17 different people and it was actually something it was a song that has been redone through the ages and it's the first time that th this iteration of bitch better have my money was done by a woman as well so it really changes the connotation of it she is groundbreaking in so many different ways she has gotten over 33 grammy nominations and nine wins she's the founder of a luxury fashion brand a makeup brand and also an insane philanthropist yes we are talking about rihanna it's time to dig in with our, our little hooves because my hooves are ready to whack and whack and And in my head, I just imagined me as a little pig with tiny hooves doing my little work, work, work dance in the mud. So I think for the rest of this episode, envision me as a happy pig in mud, but still doing my little hoove dance. Being a very saucy pig. I'm a saucy pig. And it all begins when 1988... Robin Rihanna Fenty is born in St. Michael, Barbados, but grew up in a small three-bedroom house in Bridgetown, the capital and largest city of Barbados. Her mother was an accountant and her father a warehouse supervisor. Oh, yeah, before we go further. We do want to talk about this real quick. <laughs> yes, we are going to discuss some sensitive topics about Rihanna today. Yeah. I know that we are all fairly aware of what she went through, but also it was something that she had to deal with from childhood, unfortunately, and we are going to get into a little bit right of now. the physical assault There's going to be some Rihanna. domestic, yeah, there's going to be some domestic violence in this story, but you can't tell the story of her without it. It wouldn't be fair to Absolutely. do that, but just to be aware. And I think a really big part uh, of her is opening up to how she felt after everything that happened and how she grew from everything that happened and how she is trying to continue to be a model for people that have been in physically abusive relationships or grew up in a physically abusive household. And it is a very important part of her. So I guess let's jump in. Let's just let's say her dad it. wasn't a great dude. Your dad uh, battled with addictions, would come home often, having spent half his paycheck on booze and crack cocaine, which would put him into a frenzy, leading him to physically abusing uh, Rihanna's mother and sometimes Rihanna herself. Things got worse when her father lost uh, his job. With food being difficult to find, the, the food is replaced with drug paraphernalia littered around the home, and Rihanna would often walk in on her father smoking crack to the point that she just hid in her room and would just not talk to anyone. Now, it also... it comes to play later on especially with Chris Brown she often says that what she remembers most about the positive moments of her childhood are usually with her father which really screws her up 
uh, in Mm -hmm. her head. Mm -hmm. uh, Rihanna says she always thinks about learning to swim, learning how to ride my bike, and it's funny because most of these times were with my dad. But as she grew older, there was a time when she hated him. Then one of my school friends who was very close to, she knew, and she always used to say, you can't hate your father, that you have to love him, and at the end of the day, because he's your father. So I listened as much as it took it out of me. So she's also growing up in a very poor part of the uh, of Barbados, as well as the fact that her mother was a legal immigrant from the Caribbean island of Guyana. But what Rihanna was saying, explaining in an interview is that Guyanese immigrants were very unpopular in Barbados when she was growing up. She says, the Guyanese are like the Mexicans of Barbados. So I identify, and that's why I really relate and empathize with Mexican people or Latino people who are discriminated against in America. I know what it feels like to have the immigration come into your home in the middle of the night and drag people out. She says, not my mother. My mother was legal, but let's just say I know what that fight looks like. I've witnessed it. I've been in it. I was probably, what, eight years old when I experienced that in the middle of the night. So I know how disheartening it can be for a child. And if that was my parent that was getting dragged out of the house, I can guarantee you that my life would have been in shambles. So when I see these injustices happening, it's hard to turn a blind eye. She gives a lot of money she to a lot of different organizations. She's a insane philanthropist. We'll get to that later on. Mm-hmm. But this is where it all stems from. And I think uh, we will talk about that she eventually kind of de- her father got on the, uh, a better track and they developed a, a better relationship growing mm-hmm. up and that is I think sort of indicative of this the pain of mental illness and drug addiction that he probably really loved Rihanna and they that's why she has these good memories of him because when he was doing okay in his head he wanted to be there with his daughter he, yeah, he right. loved her but then he was struggling with his own demons so much that he wasn't really present enough for her most of the time yeah Yeah. also at school she was constantly bullied for her light complexion due to her father's irish descent and that she would combat physically and the difficulties at home led to a decline in her grades the stress got so bad she would end up with these incredibly intense headaches the headaches were so intense she ended up going to the hospital for it rihanna said the doctors even thought it was a tumor because it was that intense. That is how bad yeah. the stress was during her childhood. So a lot of her escapism was found through music. And at just seven years old, she would often throw on the radio and sing Madonna, Mariah Carey, and Janet Jackson songs into her to- hairbrush. She was also inspired by Whitney Houston, Celine Dion, Shania Twain, Luther Vandross, and Bob Marley and other reggae musicians. Uh, and I do yeah. love, she says as a child, that she was a huge nerd. She says she was too nerdy. I read all the time, but this is also why eventually down the line in 2016 for the Star Trek Beyond movie, she did the song Sledgehammer, and she said, Star Trek has been a part of my life since I was a little girl. My dad is really the one who introduced me to Star Trek. It just took me one episode to fall in love with this other world that I couldn't understand, but I felt I could relate to. It never left me, so it wasn't just doing a song for any random film. So she's a huge, she's a nerd girl, I'm just a girl, dorky dork. She also said she wanted to be the Black Madonna, saying, "I think Madonna was a great inspiration for me." especially on my earlier work. If I had to examine her evolution through time, I think she reinvented her clothing style and music with success every single time. 
and at the same time remained a real force in entertainment in the whole world. I think it's Madonna. I feel like now she would have changed her opinion. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I imagine she feels She's having a rough end now. of career, and you know, but at the end of the day, she was so prolific, and I do look forward to an episode on Madonna at some point, and I will say, you know. No, we got to. We I, got for to. sure. Oh, yeah. and, and I mean, really did communicate to Rihanna, like, you can, you can change your hair, you can change your look, you can evolve and and continue to evolve and and be a different person mm-hmm. in all these different ways. Not just with your sound, but with your look, with with mm-hmm. what you're putting out there, with your attitude. It all exudes one specific force that she really took on. And I think you cannot be a legendary pop star, like an absolute legend, like a Beyonce or someone like that, unless you are always looking to that and never staying in the same place. Unfortunately, Madonna just did it to a, has, is doing it a bit to a fault. And it's like, no, now you can probably lay we can it down. it back in. We, like, I, it's all good. Be the Dolly Parton, not the Madonna. You know what I mean? Dolly's nailing yes. it, right? She's totally. Sure, sure, she's sure. still creating content. She's still doing a great job. I I will say that I am 100% in full support of women in their 50s, 60s, 70s being as sexy as they fucking want to oh, be. Sure. Yes. And I am a, all the way down for that part I think it's it. more. No, she's just um, She's trying to be like relevant <laughs> in a way that is not working, I think. It's not well, like. Well, she's, she's being, being, she's being kind of relevent. She's okay. being kind of a yeah. <laughs> not Rihanna, though, baby. Not, not Rihanna. Also, not Rihanna. Rihanna said that Mariah Carey's Vision of Love was the song that made me want to do music. If you want to know more about Vision of Love, check out our pop history episodes on Mariah Carey. Also, that is the song. She sang the song Mariah Carey's Hero for mm-hmm. her high school beauty pageant at the age of 15. She was named Miss Combert Mare. I don't know how to say it. I know I didn't say <laughs> yeah, it properly. Yeah, Combert Mare. Combert Mare. You Combert Mare. I kind of laughed at these stupid pageants, she said. But my friends at school dared me to do it. My military training came in handy for learning to balance books on my head for the catwalk. Because, yes, she is a cadet at this point in time, doing all the drills, doing all the gun drills. Probably a good inspiration for her role in Battleship. Battleship. Oh, we will talk. We will talk oh, about God. the movie Battleship. <laughs> oh. I've got some things to say about it. But this was actually also the first time that she ever wore makeup. Rihanna has brought up in a very Christian household, and her mother is a very devout woman who discouraged her daughter from wearing makeup. Lipstick and Barbados, not unless I was a bridesmaid in a friend's wedding, recalls Rihanna with a laugh. My mom wasn't flexible. I wore no makeup. The first time I remember having my makeup done was for this beauty pageant that I did in school. I was 15, maybe 16, just before I I got signed. And ever since then, ever since I saw foundation on my skin, I could never look at my skin without foundation again. Makeup, it spoiled me. And I hear ya. It's a weird double standard. <laughs> and I'm not, it's not like pointed at anybody specifically, just like culture in the world. But Natalie, why are you throwing your barbs at me? It's, it's, <laughs> no, not at you, Jackie. Never you. It's so weird that we put girls in this place where she's not supposed to wear makeup because of Christianity but then the first time she does is when she's literally being rated for how beautiful she is on stage yes well maybe she should look better you know she's gotta look her best that's why she's gotta put makeup on because no one wants to see a pure yuck yeah society it's hard for girls (laughs) yeah no, you're right. I like my makeup, but I think it is fun that like this is like it was I a forbidden makeup. fruit that she ends up becoming an, an amazing entrepreneur of and knowing exactly what she wants. eBay Motors is here for the ride. 
Elbow grease and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. By the way, her parents divorced when she was 14, which is what ends up getting her away from her father. Wouldn't you know the headaches stop? Uh, her mother had to work full-time, and Rihanna got work, too, as a cashier as well as a street clothing vendor. She also took care of her youngest brother, Rajad, when her mother wasn't home, and the two were very close. She- Apparently, Rajad uh, also assumed that he kept thinking that Rihanna was his mother because, essentially, it, she was a single mother yeah. at this point. She says she worked so much she was never really home. She said, I mean, she was home, but it would be after work late at night, so I would take care of him. He was my best friend. He thought I was his mom. Oh, that's nice. So she's sad, she's singing at the beach, at parties, at her high school, the talent show, all that stuff we mentioned. Also, though, at 15, she starts singing with two other girls. They would perform wherever possible, covering mostly Destiny's Child songs. One of the girls had a family friend named Evan Rogers, who happened to be both a U.S. songwriter and producer, as well as in town on vacation. Rihanna said, I'm saying Rihanna this time to mix it up. Whoa. Yes! yes! You're scary with yes! your confidence. Yes! Quit staring. <laughs> I have a quote. Like that. <laughs> I have a quote. Rihanna said, that's right, Rihanna said it, not Rihanna. We sang as a group, and then we sang individually, and Evan expressed an interest in helping me get a solo deal. It was a really difficult place to be, because obviously, I didn't want to hurt my friend's feelings, I didn't want to portray her, but it was a reality. We had audition together, individual and individually, and that was it. You know, I love how she immediately has to deal with the kind of horseshit that goes with having an entertainment career. Of that, she well, got chosen out of the three. Yeah. She was the one that was chosen. I read somewhere that that guy had a he had a quote saying something like as soon as Rihanna started to sing the other two girls didn't exist anymore he said something really horrible about the other girls just like <laughs> yes once and, Rihanna was in the middle they were they looked like trash to me I had to look him up because I got scared it was like what was that like so Evan Rogers his wife was Barbadoan so when he so that's why he was there and he would go there often so it was like at first like oh it just sounds like he's trolling for little children right. on the street uh, but he's not and but he does openly say I think that he thought that Rihanna uh, Rihanna was the most beautiful of the three of them. Yeah, and he did. He did say he th- he was quoted as saying, "Throw the other two girls in the ocean into the trash can." <laughs> yeah. Is there a trash can big enough for this trash? To be fair, though, they, when they sang individually, they both sang the same song, and it went like this: "I'm the good shit, Wowie Pop." <laughs> And he was like, stop, stop, stop. I've heard enough. That's what a sex symbol should say. What? That's so hot, though. I can't believe he didn't want that. Evan Rogers said about her, she had such a presence. Her makeup was perfect, and she had these capri pants and matching sneakers with her green eyes and her long supermodel neck. Rogers immediately thought, however, she probably can't sing because usually it's the pretty one who can. <laughs> yeah, I don't like any of that. I don't like it's any of that. It's not good. But I, I, I do like the making sure you wear capri pants to all your auditions because that's what they're Spice looking for. Spice Girls, apparently, this is what we all learned. Capri pants with the little strings on the side. Show your ankles. And Rihanna wasn't, didn't have any training in singing or in dancing. And even her mother, Monica, really didn't understand that her daughter had anything special. Apparently, Monica Fenty told Rogers, she was like, well, if you see something, I just want her schoolwork to be done. Education is very important. Sure. She just like oh, immediately- What a Rachel. 
But she did it. She no man, your daughter's gotta be a star. So she's 15, she's 16, and she's now going back and forth from Barbados to the US during school holidays to record a demo. So this young, and she's already not taking vacation and just work, work, working. At the age of 15. I'm so scared for 15-year-old Rihanna. I hope (laughs) nobody did anything weird to her. No, and I like this phrase about her drive at this point. According to the book Song Machine by John Seabrook, like Kelly Clarkson and Britney Spears, it was much... It was more likely a much more urgent need to escape from the anxieties of a violent home life into the illusion of security and boundless love that a life on stage seemed to offer. That desire, more than any inborn talent, is what fans will connect to. And this is what record men look for in a new artist. It's the one thing they can't manufacture. It's that drive. It's that need to get away and change their life is what Rihanna came out bursting through, which is why she didn't need vacations anymore. Her vacation, she would go, and for the first three albums, she crashed with Evan Rogers and his wife Mm -hmm. in the U.S., and she would just come into town and record and then go home so she can go back to school. And then go into town, like, flying back and forth. Starting at the age of 15? It's crazy. And at and at eight, the age of 16, another person who had to pull themselves out from the clutches of poverty and despair. Jay-Z, who is newly appointed as CEO of Def Jam Recordings, hears the demo from Rihanna and has her come to NYC to audition, where she meets music mogul Antonio L.A. Reid. Beep, 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 turning point alert. Turning point alert. We've got this a turning, turning point. point. Alert. Oh Apparently, no, the turning point man's here. <laughs> hey hey guys, it's me, the turning oh. point man. Where are you going to turn us here. to? Is it going to be north? It better be into some positive territory. We're going southwest. No, no. not so. Oh, no, I like southwest. Let's get, I mean, let's get outside. Let's get that dry in. No, I'm talking about the airline. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah you got to pay no. for every bag. I want to choose my seat. <laughs> Apparently, when Antonio L.A. Reid met her for the first time, he could feel a quiver of a beautiful success. He says, she opened her audition with a Beyonce song, singing, but the whole time piercing me with these laser eyes. I saw her determination, her commitment. I saw someone who was going to be a big star someday. My head was spinning. She sang another song, Ponda Replay, that would yeah. become her first hit. Mm-hmm. After she was done, I looked at Jay-Z. Don't let her leave the building, Ugh. I said. I left it to Jay-Z's guys to close the deal, and she signed her contract that day. Now, I will throw this out there. It is fun because he says this as if he's like, we saw her, I knew she was going to be a star, and then she was a star. Nay. He, they had also signed someone in that same week that was supposed to be the star that they were looking for, but she wasn't as moldable as Rihanna mm. was at this point in time. Did they throw her in the ocean? I think they must have put her they into the trash can. The tra- where those, those other, those other girls, girls went. I will say, too, uh, Professor Xavier shortly after this time hits her up to be a member of the X-Men due to her laser eyes. So <laughs> this whole time, while she's recording and touring and all this stuff, she's also doing fighting uh, Magneto. and That's a- how she got into Battleship. Apocalypse and all this stuff uh, when Cyclops <laughs> wasn't able to join the crew because he was too busy uh, getting those penis enlargements. Is that why I'm so intimidated by her? Yes. That's what it is. That's what it's it not is. her beauty. It's not her grace. <laughs> it's not um, her success. It is uh, her laser eyes. I mean, I'd be scared. Oh, my God. But how sick 
would her Fenty glasses be? <laughs> she had to wear the Cyclops kind of glasses. Right. They would be fucking a Whoa. whole line of no laser eye glasses, <laughs> which I would buy even though it's like, well, I don't have laser eyes, but what if I did someday? She just did put out a bunch of sunglasses. Whoa. True. We yeah. knew it. I knew it. For the laser eyes. She is now fully moved to the U.S. to live with Evan Rogers and his wife, as you mentioned before, Jackie, and work with Jay-Z and his team for the next three months to complete her debut album. However, rumors leading spreading in Barbados made this an oddly difficult time for her. Rihanna said it was like, of course she had to give Jay-Z a blowjob to get that deal. That rumor was everywhere oh. in Barbados, and it was so disgusting. Oh. It made me feel really weird. I would even it would I would even be weird around Jay Z. I wouldn't be able to look him in the eye. One day he called and he was like, "Yo, you can't buy into these rumors. You can't let people move you with anything they say." The rumors started getting very funny to me after that. So just I, I, I hope that they did. Jealous. They are. They are. I, but it's so ridiculous too. It's like um, I think Jay Z could probably get a blowjob from. I don't know. Anyone like that's, of age. that's A of age, B that's just a very hot pert. Like, there's it's ridiculous. It's, it's so absurd. Like, why would, why does it have to be that way? It is like fucking, it's the traditional, like, hater, haters gotta hate bullshit. It's be, it's like sometimes it's hard for people to imagine a girl just, like, got somewhere on her talent. How like, dare she, you say that? No, she must be putting the slippery eel into one of her coral reefs. I know Whoa. what happens. Little piggy hooves. Oh, little no. piggy hooves. Work, 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 work. Oh, she's dancing. I think that um, it, uh, you see this time and time again in Rihanna's career that almost every single person she works with, you, I keep seeing it. And they're like, well, she, oh, she did that song with Jay, uh, JT. Does Jessica Beale know that JT's probably cheating on her with Rihanna? It's like, huh, why are you, why? Just because just because she works with someone doesn't mean she's fucking them. Yes, she has great sexual chemistry. She does. Yes, yeah. when she you see her on screen, but also I, that's acting. I feel that's like getting that, into a totally. character. I also feel like that could be an intimidation and insecurity thing because she does have like such a presence and she's so sexy and such a uh, she does not really trying kind of way. No, she's it's effortlessly very, it's like sexy. A calm, sexy. That's mm-hmm. very attractive. She's like an ocean breeze. It, I mean, it's just so sexy. She's like a Febreze spray. She's like mm. an ocean's eight. Oh my god, that's another movie she was in. Holden, very good job. Yeah. Oh, he's. I said <laughs> the so movie. <laughs> Why is he so proud of himself? This is so. She was asked about moving to we America. We are over today. I, I'm hungover. It's a repeat episode from three fucking idiots. Listen to them talk and sing and scream. Little tiny hooves work about moving to America. When she was asked if she could ever do what her mother did to allow her children to be taken away from her to go back and forth to America at such a young age, she says that's something I don't think I could ever do. Send my only girl to another random country to live with people she just met it had to be god that paralyzed my mother monica fenty's emotions so that she'd say yes go to this day i don't know how that happened but thank god it did but she will say rihanna also noted that when she stands up for herself that's when her mother is the most proud she's always impressed when she sees me being a little sassy or sharp when she sees me defending myself it makes her feel safe like she doesn't have to worry about me because that's got to be very scary. Your beautiful daughter that you are yeah. sending to America. You're just like, well, I know that you are determined I and I know that you will take care of yourself. 99% of the time, that scenario does not work out very well. 
Usually yes. that's somebody being trafficked. Yes. Hey, Mrs. Jackie, put the record on. In May of 2005, <laughs> Wow. Honda Replay was released as her lead single under the name Rihanna, which... Uh, peaked in the top five in 15 countries, including the U.S., as it became a club hit. And actually, Mary, Mary can yeah, you play it? Play uh, it. Mary, would you mind playing a clip of Fond du Replay? Because reading about Fond du Replay, it was like, I think I remember that song. And I heard that again. First three seconds of it, I was like, I love this song. I forgot about this song. So if you wouldn't mind just playing a piece of it for us. Music of the Sun was released in August of 2005 and goes gold. However, the second single, If It's Lovin' That You Want, was not as successful. I enjoyed the album, but it is a little conservative, I guess she's you might child. say. She's a child. She's young. Yeah, which is she's why, a little tight, you know. That's why in Ponder Replay, I always thought that was later on in her career because it has a maturity to it mm-hmm. um, and a sensuality to it that... See, makes it seem like it came from an adult. Yeah, so woman. it makes it now in watching and realizing how young she was and watching um, like the video for it, it makes me very uncomfortable. Good. She's very. <laughs> I think it's good. I think it's a uh, good thing. She's also just. She's very much playing by the rules. She's very much, you know, doing that sort of thing at this point in her career, being young as she is and everything. A month after the first oh, yeah. album, she gets to work on her follow up, A Girl Like Me. She wanted to experiment with some rock on this one, which will be a big part of her style later on, and wants to get more personal with her lyrics and expression to connect with other 18-year-olds. Another big addition to this album is her collaborations with songwriter Neo, which is going to be a what an amazing relationship, relationship they have. Yeah. It is, um, so going from album to album is something that not only she wanted to do, but what Jay-Z and what Def Jam wanted her to do as well. Jay Brown, who was the former Def Jam um, and Rock Nation co-founder, he, he said, we didn't want her to be seen as a novelty. So as we put the first record out, we started on the second one. It was Jay-Z's idea originally. I think we should just start making the first album and we shouldn't stop. We wanted people to know she's here to stay. She's not going anywhere. And Evan Rogers was blown away by her drive because in just going to America he said she would just learn in the studio and she would have you do it again and again you'd say Rihanna you want to take a break she just wanted to keep going until we thought it was right she always had that work ethic when she puts her mind to something she's a perfectionist and so focused from day one she never complained about being homesick she was on a mission I I was such a fuck up at the age of fifteen. I mean, yeah, we talk about this all the time. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. always bring it up, but no, wow. I don't. I, it still boggles the mind to me that you could be that age and have such. Even though I knew I wanted things in my life at that point, my brain f- still felt like oatmeal. Like I don't know how you have that level of the, like focus at no that it was point. just like i hope my my vagina gets touched someday like it was more a lot of that and I was that's mostly, all i thought about i was mostly looking for people to sell me weed and beer that too at that yeah. age that was a big one cigarettes for sure yeah. and that's why uh she put out the song i hope that someone sees my vagina someday which was a clunker 
No one it likes is it. It's interesting yeah, for a 16 year old to sing that. Yes, it is. It's scary, but it's like fun scary, you know? <laughs> a month after, yeah, her first album no, is. No, she's saying it. She did SOS instead, which. Um, which, the, again, I had no idea that came from when she was a teenager. Yeah, no, so she's so young. young. That's February of 2006, and that is her first number one hit on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. So we all Another great feel song. like. The Rihanna we know starts at Umbrella, but it's so not true, which is crazy. And actually, Mary, could you play a, a snippet of SOS for us so we can remind everyone that you definitely know this song? She lives in my brain. Yep. I'm sorry. <laughs> a, a girl like me is released just eight months after her debut album and goes on to be certified two times platinum. Here we have Rihanna, though, hitting another turning point alert, turning point alert. Hey, everybody. Ah! It's Mr. Turning Point, man. We're traveling east. Ooh, okay. I, I guess I'm, that's... I'm, in, um, I'm unsure whether or not that's good. <laughs> uh, well, they, at least there'll be four seasons, presumably. <laughs> oh, weather jokes. Isn't that why you came here? <laughs> Rihanna said, in the beginning, it was almost like I was just going along with the script that was written for me, and I didn't feel like... Like an artist. I felt like a tool. I just felt, hey, here I am, this money-making vehicle for this big record label, and I'm not even having fun. I'm not enjoying it because I'm not able to be who I am. So it's time for a breakthrough, y'all. The app- Oh, yeah, is it time for a good girl to go bad? Ooh! I don't know why I made that noise, but it felt good in a Ooh! bad way. This, is, this is around the time that she, she even says, the other stuff I did was easy breezy. A lot of it, I felt like any artist could have done it. This one only a certain artist can do. And this is where she said, I want to be the Black Madonna. Because this is when she started taking her influence and where she her projections were set. And started sending it. She was sending them to Rihanna. She said that, that she was sending them to or Rihanna. Yeah, she, fuck me. I keep saying it wrong. She, <laughs> dance big. You're so no, beautiful. Work, work, work. I'm a little Dutch pig now with Aww, little um, cute. with little wooden hooves, like little wooden shoes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, she said she had that statement in 2007, so it was quite a while ago when she said she wanted to be Black Madonna. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, but this is her. She's doing a Yui, and I guess if you're going east, that means. She She's going west now because the night before the album's cover shoot, the singer defiantly chopped off her hair and later debuted her new rebellious look in the music video for Umbrella. Iconic. Iconic to Rihanna. She was inspired by Charlize Theron's bob cut in the 2000 film Aeon Flux. I get it. I get it. Who doesn't want to be I'm inspired by Charlize Theron in every way, including... In my loins. Hell yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, Rihanna said, I really got rebellious and just did everything the way I wanted to do it. I didn't want to listen to anybody. I didn't consult with anybody. I just want to have a little more fun with my music and be a little more experimental in terms of my image and my sound. I just reinvented myself. Yeah, yes. she did. She continued yes. to say, they just put me in the studio and I started recording and recording and it showed the direction of who I became as an artist. We figured Good Girl Gone Bad was the perfect title because it showed people I'm my own person now, not doing what anyone else wants me to do. I'm not the innocent Rihanna anymore. I'm taking a lot more risks I'm and a chances. No. Rihanna. I felt when I cut my hair, it shows people I'm not trying to look or be anybody else. 
The album is very edgy. We have some urban records, some really pop records, and she also cites both Michael Jackson's Thriller and Brandy's Aphrodisiac as inspirations for her new direction. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember Brandy's Aphrodisiac? Because that album is no. I love Brandy. <laughs> Neo worked with her a lot on this album as well and even gave her a bunch of vocal lessons to improve her singing. Together they wrote and co-sang the song Hate That I Love You. Neo said the best way to Ugh. express an emotion like love is through storytelling. It makes it more I can relate to this character in this song because I've been through something similar. But it was actually Christopher Tricky Stewart and Terius the Dream Nash who wrote the song Umbrella, which came together in a matter of hours. They actually wanted Britney Spears to perform it, but her label rejected it without even letting her listen to it. So that's cool. That makes sense to me because it seems like a sort of generic pop song. Um, again, Rihanna still kills it and there's a really good version of Umbrella with Travis Barker on drums that I really like Mm. Um, but it seems like a song that most you could envision most pop singers singing or or definitely a Britney singing and uh, And it's a very very catchy and if she had never had another number one we probably wouldn't be talking about her today but Umbrella showed she could do it again and then she did it again and again and again and again and again. But this album earns her seven Grammy Award nominations, a number two album, and six times platinum certification. So it's also not even just Umbrella on there. This is when she also starts collaborating with Justin Timberlake. And Justin Timberlake said about her, the stuff we've come up with in the studio, it's the next step for her. It's a little more grown up. It's got some edge to it. But of course, him coming out and saying that is why everyone thought that she was having sex with him behind Jessica Biel's back. Whatever. And she came out and said no that rumor about Justin is incorrect we work together on my album it's not like we have the closest friendship we just work together one time there are of course a lot of video there's a lot of pictures and stuff of them out partying and stuff like that uh I it does seem that Rihanna Rihanna just likes to have a good time yeah I think she just likes fucking everybody do lots of drugs and smoke a lot of weed I think uh she just likes to have fun yeah the other big hit here is Don't Stop the Music, which is actually the fourth single to be released and went on to be a big world by hit. That is a good one. It is a 24-hour long song because she never lets the music stop, and uh, people have died from uh, dancing to that song. And I entirety. did play Don't Stop the Music as I was hitting this part, and I wasn't paying attention and didn't realize it in my headphones. It probably played three or four times, ah. and I did thing it was like i could listen to it forever but also when will i just die please I think stop I just, the music please stop at some it. point you have to stop the music so in 2008 she joins the glow in the dark tour and performs alongside kanye west lupe fiasco and nerd i bet that was an amazing time all right yes. guys it's time to get into it the uh uh, uh sad turning point hey it's me guys we're yes. going south oh it's south. we're going relationship south. with chris brown how get oh we'll say this just the one time how is he still working i don't get how it is he, I, I just don't understand understand it and and there was actually this really good video that was put out on youtube by this guy who bullet pointed all of the shit that he's been arrested for and implicated in since this incident with Rihanna, clearly showing that he has in no way grown as a human being, and yet still making music. And yet somehow he gets a pass with with people. I don't. It's not even. It's like it's almost. 
it's like a syndrome almost. It's like we need to re-educate people in this country because I remember when this came out, there was all kinds of, you know, uh, screenshots of girls going, oh, I wish Chris Brown would hit me. Ugh. I would love it. Ugh. Brutal. That kind of shit. Yeah, so. it's awful. So anyways, yeah, I, I, I hate this guy. I'm just going to go ahead and preface all of this with that. And uh, let's get into it right now, right here. In 2007, Rihanna and Chris Brown got together over a remix of Umbrella, with Brown creating an answer song called Cinderella. And the two did it live for a few tour dates in Asia. All through 2008, they came out as in a relationship. She was just 20 years old and uh, and on top of the world, like touring all over the place, crushing it. Chris Brown's career's popping off like crazy. Do we know how old Chris Brown is at this point? Uh, I didn't look. I could have found that out. This is 2008, and you just have to find his birth date. Uh, the night before Rihanna's performance at the Grammys is in 2009, she found some suspicious texts. He's 19 at this okay. time. Okay, so gotcha. he's a kid, too. He's a kid, right. too. But still, again... It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. Look at all the stuff he's done since. It's it's so obnoxious. It's like he's in no way uh, learned anything. So anyways, yeah, the the uh, night before Rihanna's performance at the Grammys in 2009, she found some suspicious texts on Brown's phone and confronted him while they drove home. And it turned out he cheated on her with a former employee. Uh, so Brown throws the first punch, which turns... It was then claimed... Yeah, why don't you take he, it away, Jay? Because I think you might have some more details than me. I mean, I'm just going to do this fast. It was then claimed that he shoved her head against the car window, punched her repeatedly in the face, mm. bit her left ear, bit her fingers, and placed her in a headlock until she began to lose consciousness. Brown was charged with felony assault and making criminal threats. He reached a plea bargain by pleading guilty to the first charge and was sentenced in June to six months community labor and five years probation. Mm-hmm. And so we've uh, we've all seen the picture yeah. of Rihanna after the fact. She has to cancel her Heroine. huge Grammys performance that was supposed to happen the next night with JT. And JT ended up bringing in Al Green to do the performance with him because they had to just figure out the day of. And um, she is now, of course, I don't think, I think that she should have had a choice of whether or not that photo was released of what she looked like. She was very upset that that photo got released. That was leaked by TMZ. She didn't want to be seen it as the It should have been her choice for sure. She yeah. says that it's not that she wants to dismiss what happened or that she doesn't take it seriously. She just doesn't want to talk about it. She says, for me and anyone who's been a victim of domestic abuse, nobody wants to even remember it. Nobody even wants to admit it. So to talk about it and say it once, much less 200 times, is like, I have to be punished for it? It didn't sit well with me. Yeah. And it also in then opens up the world for criticism, which I think in this way is good of when she would get back together with him a couple of different times. And of course, she never gives a fuck about what anyone has to say to her. And I understand that. But the... I, I think that it was very important for her, which she ended up, I know we'll talk about this point a little bit more, but that she will talk about it more. Sure. That she does talk about it more and talk about the cycle of abuse. And mm-hmm. she wants to be an inspiration to people and not people looking at her just. It's it's also, man, when you're that age, when you're young, at least I'm, maybe I'm projecting because at that age I was also in a really abusive relationship. Uh, you just you're learning so much about yourself and the world at the same time. And to be doing that and on like the international stage, it's got to be a whole nother level of just like trauma. Like you're just reliving drama over and over and over again. And people are just constantly berating you about yes. it. 
She said, the night before the biggest performance of my career, as well as 10 days before I became 21, it was a turning point. It was the end of an incredible year, an incredible album, the beginning of a new era, and it just felt like it was a wake-up call for me, and it had to happen. As bad as and as terrible as it was, there's so much great that came out of that situation. Now young girls, they learn from it, and I really hope young men can learn from it, even more than the girls. The men really need to learn from it, because everyone's focusing on the women, but the problem isn't the women. And uh, Rihanna it goes on to collaborate with uh, artists Kanye West and Eminem on songs about domestic violence. They do end up getting back together in the weeks after the assault, but she decides she needed to call it off to set a good example. Rihanna said, I realized that my selfish decision for love could result in some girl getting killed. I could not be, I could not be easy with that part. I couldn't be held responsible for telling them, go back. Even if Chris never hit me again, who's to say that their abusers won't kill these girls? I mean, that's yes. a beautiful sentiment. It's beautiful of her, but it's also, you know, kind of, again, having the victim have to put all the fault on right, themselves. Right, right. She had to make the decision not you know yeah that is so true it's such bullshit and i think it's important and that she had said again that you know growing up in barbados that talking about mental illness and going to therapy is not something that is open and or condoned and she but she's still dealing with all these feelings about getting back together with him she had said i was very protective of him i felt that people didn't understand him even after but, you know, you realize after a while that in a situation, you're the enemy. You want the best for them. But if you remind them of your failure, of their failures, or if you remind them of bad moments in their life, or even if you say, I'm willing to put up with something, they think less of you because they know you don't deserve what you're, they're going to give you. And if you put up with it, maybe you're agreeing that you deserve this. And that's when I finally had to say, uh-oh, I was stupid thinking I was built for this. Sometimes you just have to walk away. It's, you're not built. It's not, yeah. No, it's not, but you're she's not still for blaming it. her. Herself. She even absolutely. Says, I don't hate statement. him. Right. I will care about him until the day I die. We're not friends, but it's not like we're enemies. We don't have much of a relationship now because in her, the, I wish that she was able. Hopefully, maybe now that she's able to talk, yeah. more because even this was what eleven years ago. Yeah. This is a good amount of time ago, and I yeah. hope that she's able to talk to someone because this is still. She's still putting the blame on herself. herself. Like, oh, I I realized I couldn't be the person to take this on. And it is a lot of times people in that situation, they think they're trying to help this person. They care for this person. The person's supposed to love them. And the way that they're showing love is through all these, like, cycles of abuse. So you get stuck into this this loop. And then you you put the blame on yourself the whole time. And it's not your fault it they, you will not be able to fix them they need to fix themselves and really you deserve better i'm just saying that generally to you in the world everyone hell yeah uh all right we're not going to end on a downer note though we're going to see rihanna push back and revitalize her career and move past this awful awful point in her life uh when that that is all going to go down with the album rated r i love it they did they likened the album rated R. They called it Rihanna's Control, which is the Janet Jackson album where she finally got out from her horrible father slash abuser slash manager's thumb. And they likened it to that album because this was her declaration of independence from Brown and her taking charge of a narrative that had turned her into a victim. She didn't want to be seen as that. She described the album as liberated, and she wanted to incorporate a lot of gothic imagery into the vibe of it. She didn't want to like specifically address... The relationship and the incident in the music, but it just bleed it just bleeds through in this yeah. new sound. Like there's no way to avoid it. 
most of the lyrics were written by Rihanna for this album, nine of the 13 songs to be exact, along with the help of Justin Timberlake and Neo, who acted largely as translators for Rihanna at this point. Now she's really coming into her own as a musician in all these new ways, which is awesome to see her grow like that. Of course, I have to mention this because Natalie is my co-host, slash contributed guitar to the song Rockstar yeah, 101. <laughs> we, all, we have to remember, Slash is always involved somewhere. In any success, <laughs> there is a Slash moment. That's right. And this is Rihanna's Slash moment. I love it. It's a great song, too. And and uh, I would I want to work with Slash so bad. He seems so cool. But also in conjunction happen. with taking her narrative back, this is around the time where her social media life begins. And I'd love to shine a little spotlight of some of my favorite parts of Rihanna's social media. Shine right like a diamond. If you don't follow Bad Girl Riri, I do suggest that you do because she is a fun bitch on the social medias. Uh, Rated R serves as the most accurate description of her tendency to speak in the most unfiltered manner. Whether it's through her brow-raising tweets, Instagram posts, or tell-all magazine interviews, Rihanna's quotes are often golden and bound to have everyone waiting for what she'll say next. I included some for instances here. When a fan tweeted at her and asked, why her hair so nappy? And her response was, Cause I'm black, bitch! <laughs> when Celebuzz said, You've gone a little too far with this quote-unquote outfit. Maybe time to class it up? Her response was, Your pussy is way too dry to be riding my dick like this. <laughs> she is taking the narrative back, but then also there is in positive ways. She supports her fellow artists. When Lizzo ripped up her 2019 MTV Awards performance, she DM'd her and and Lizzo said, she DM'd me to tell me that I performed good. She said, I fucked the stage like it was my side bitch. <laughs> <laughs> She's just so, I love how extreme and very, you know, she, it, it, it shows how she feels. She it's doesn't so, keep it hidden. It's so funny, though, because she still does it in this very somehow classy way. Yes. Like, she's so she's so uh, reserved in her, like, she's so posturing and so, like, not in a, po- a negative way. Like, she's so graceful. Yes. And she, she holds herself so gracefully and royally, but then she says, like, these fucking horrible things. Just ratchet-ass shit, which is I so fun. When a fan asked if there was ever a possibility to do a song with Chris Brown again, she posted a meme that said, Bitch, you will die, be born again, die again, and be born again before I do a song with you, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't mince words, but this is what she is starting to become known for at this point in her career, that she continues to grow, and we will see this hugely in the launch of Fenty, Mm -hmm. and she always keeps her voice because she doesn't, she knows that no one will speak the way she wants to to speak and from here on out she does control her narrative you will notice in the rest of her career they will there will be speculations of who she's having sex with and things like that but it's nobody's fucking business and she makes that very clear yeah that her business is her own and she doesn't give a fuck about what you have to say about it her mantra for the for the album rated r is i'm such a fucking lady and that would be <laughs> that would be repeated by her over and over again uh she said everybody wanted me to see a therapist to just talk about it and i refused in barbados we don't do that which is not a good idea by the way you should definitely get therapy we keep Please it in our family and yes. figure it out and move on i just put my game face on and went on with my life but deep down inside i had some things to get past and it came out in the music and so yeah she's really with this album and onward she's got a fierceness in her that is just like 
ridiculous, like scary, which of course is where you get to bitch better have my money and stuff like that later on. She's- I will. I will also um, uh, do my my mental health step in here and I will just put in if somebody is telling you to keep the problems in the family that often <laughs> comes from a place of abuse right. yes you are coming from somebody who's probably um, doing something that's wrong 100% and if you want to keep it in the family it's because you're trying to hide secrets yeah and that's not okay and it's good that she's at least working through things with her music but yeah she's doing get, great probably get therapy too uh, either way though here we have Rihanna with a double platinum album again in the U.S. and U.K., and as well as platinum in five other countries and gold in six more. Her album Rated R is huge. We're going to go on tour with her after that. We're going to have all these amazing collaborations coming up. We're going to have her best work yet, in my opinion, coming up. And this up. is also when, which thank God for her, this is when um, Gillette insures Rihanna's legs for $1 million. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. says, they named me this year's Celebrity Legs of a Goddess. So along with the title comes an insurance for your legs of a million dollars, she told The Guardian. But I think I'm just normal, I think. <laughs> I think. Do people really insure their legs for a million dollars? If it was my million dollars, I'd probably walk about in pants all day. <laughs> I, uh, I also sames. But I guess, you know, if it's somebody else's uh, Somebody else's up, money, I don't give a fuck. Flop them around a little bit. We've got the, yeah, we'll have the rest of Rihanna's huge just, man. What an impressive life. This is only half of it. Yeah. And she's still only 32 years old. Yeah. It's wild, it's man. It's so crazy. Yeah. We're going to go all through her 20s, the um, unbelievable work ethic we haven't even really gotten into, which will be <laughs> next episode. <laughs> we got all these songs that are going to come out. So many more hits. I, again, I think her best work in part two. But this has been, of course, the end of part one. Thank you so much for joining us. Check us out. Patreon.com forward slash page seven podcast uh, for just five dollars you get a ton of bonus content every single month guaranteed episodes every week all this extra stuff that jackie's doing as well please check us out also you can check jackie and i out on twitch.tv forward slash holdenators ho for my twitch stream on friday night it is such a party guys and it's just growing bigger and bigger every single week please you're missing out if you're not coming and hanging out with us on a friday night we have so much fun and we always get drank we're just like <laughs> rihanna Quack, 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 quack. Oh, yes, I'm doing my piggy wooden shoes. 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 God. It is unhinged, Jacqueline Zabrowski. <laughs> Natalie, thank where you, can we find, I don't know, so many things? You, the page seven. Oh, thank you. Insta thank you, bad. Thank you, bad boy. Ha ha. Ho ho. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, I'm, I'm ho ha. Uh, You're uh, bad boy ho ha. Okay, bad boy Whoa. ho ha says, Natalie. What's give give us them handles? I am nice lady Nana, <laughs> and you can find me at the Natty Jean. Yikes! And L, page yes. seven so LPN. Nana. Is that song about you? Oh yeah, it's oh, about Natalie. It's about me. Oh Nana, she lives with Henry. Oh Nana, she does an aerialist. Lana, yeah, all that stuff. That's how I learned everything Man. I know about you is actually through that Rihanna song. Which I, is like I didn't mention you guys. I know Rihanna. And she wrote a <laughs> we song should, about you me. Should, that's all. Should have, we should be talking about this. I should have mentioned she it. Here? I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know that she's been texting you throughout all of I this. Know, she's, she's, not, she's not happy with what <laughs> we're saying. Can she be our friend, please? We are so not fucking <laughs> to ever, ever, ever hang out with ever, Rihanna. Ever, ever. Uh, I love you guys so much. My name is Jackie Zabrowski. Follow me on Instagram at Jack That Worm. We love you very much. Stay safe out there, and we will talk to you soon. 
We good, love you. Good bitch, Jaja. Good, good bitch, Jaja. Bye. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Yeah.